what is my life? It's been over six years. This is not what I expected. I'm tired. I'm tired of working at all of these survival jobs. I'm tired of having a billion roommates. I'm tired of taking public transportation. I'm tired of not having enough food to eat. I'm tired of feeling lonely. The lifestyle of a struggling artist. Let's talk about it. This is Gumbo Sushi. My name is Josiah. My co-host, her name is Pri. How you doing, girl? Hello, everyone. Doing good today. Yeah. We're going to hop right into it. Pri, how would you define the struggling artist lifestyle? Oh boy. Um. Mm. I don't know if there's like a sound definition. I just think that when you're an artist, it, it could sound a little cliche, but I mean, when you're an artist, you don't really choose. I mean, some people can choose. Some people have chosen to go artistic paths but where you, when you're a natural born artist you don't really choose to live the struggling artist lifestyle you're just born a natural artist mm. with something to provide to the world through uh, inspiration or beauty uh, and beauty can mean so many different things artistically uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't really know how to completely define it. Cause it's, it's, it's not like you really want to do it, <laughs> you know, you just, uh, <laughs> you're just born that artist and you just find yourself in a space because you stay true to who you who you are, mm. you know? Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the only way that I can, that I feel like I can define it. I don't think anybody really wants to, uh, we don't like that word struggle <laughs> on the side of artists. We don't like that word starving on the side of artists. I mean, I mean, you can probably research something and it'll, you'll see some artists talking about, you know, uh, what we've come here to talk about today. But I don't think we really aspire. Uh, you know, like things just happen in life. You know, and we stay true to ourselves. And uh, there's so many different like other paths. But I think... Um, one of the most beautiful and courageous things to do in life is is stay true to yourself, especially when you're an artist. And uh, that could really get hard. Like that, there's some really hard moments. You know, if you don't boom, 
or if you're not like a bomb, you know what I mean, and you you're exploding out there, then it's gonna be some trials. You know, it's gonna be that that those those starving moments, those struggling moments, um, and they pretty much feel like they you know it, it, they want to it, it wants to rip you apart a lot of mm. the time, and you <laughs> you just keep you know following what you feel like you were created to do, what you know you were created to do. You know, so I don't know. I'm all over the place right now, but that that's that's what I would say about the the, sh- the struggling artist lifestyle <laughs> so you're saying that nobody grows up saying they want to be a struggling artist when they grow up <laughs> mm, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not no, I feel you. No, we don't. something you kind of just fall into while pursuing being an artist yeah i mean like unless you have like that major backup plan you know what i'm saying like oh we're gonna get into we're gonna get into that for sure (laughs) we're gonna get into the i'm just saying like no 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 no. i'm saying like if you already have something that can like if you free fall back like if you free fall back into others, it may just look like wind in the back of you, right? But you know that you have, like, multiple bodies back there, you know, that will, like, you could just drop the artist lifestyle immediately. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by that. And be okay. Yeah. And be not not just okay. I'm talking about near perfect. Like, you can play around. Yeah, like, you can play around with the artistic. Kind of dipping your toe in there. Yeah, 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 just to see. Not fully immersed. Exactly. I feel like those people can can be like, yeah, I want to be a starving artist. But their plan B or the world that's behind them or whatever it is that that could possibly be behind them, which is great for them. They could just be like, you know what? I'm done with this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm done playing this game. Like lots of people out yeah. there put on faces. They they wear genres that they don't. I mean, like I love different genres genres of music uh, and art and so many different things. But like people wear genres and not even they're not even really completely interested in it. They're just like dibble dabbling. They're not genuinely like interested. Um, so I feel like those are the only people that want to call them, want to call themselves mm. a starving artist is those that have like, um, a, a world behind them, <laughs> maybe a million bucks. Uh, <laughs> I don't mm. know. They got something really heavy behind them to where they're like, you know what? I can dress up as this today. You know, like they do for Halloween. Like I can dress up as an artist and then just like throw it away when I, I I'm sick of it you know wow. what I mean wow yeah that's the only people that's gonna walk around being like I want to be like a struggling artist I'm like, you know what I mean <laughs> other than that you live it you breathe it and um you know even when it gets tragically hard you're still you know that it's still who you are it's not what you're doing you know it's it's who you are Wow. Wow. No, you're right, for sure. Um there's a difference between between being fully in it 
and just kind of having fun with it. You know, there's a difference between it being who you are versus just something you do. And I think you described that incredibly, like just the differences between the two. Um, you can you could play struggling artist. You can act like you a struggling artist because it seems like something fun to do at the moment. But you're going to find out if you really a struggling artist if you just can't walk away. Mm. If you endure through all of the struggles and the heartache and the years going by with nothing progressing. That's when you're going to find out if you really about that life. So I totally feel where you're coming from. And I definitely want to circle back to, to more of talking about that plan B you were talking about because that's another, that's another, uh, another facet when it comes to if you're 100% about this struggling artist lifestyle. So, um, and once again, being a struggling artist isn't something that anybody wants to be, but uh, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, I think for me, how I would define the struggling artist lifestyle I would say it's a state of consistently living in uncertainty. As struggling artists, we never know what's going to happen. Could this be the day? Am I going to book this job? Am I going to have enough money to pay my bills this month? Can I afford to go to this place? Can I, go, can I afford to buy this luxury this month? Will any investment that I put into my craft pay off this year? Or is it just another year of working a regular nine to five job? Will I get a win? When will I get a win? Where do I locate the win? Like, what do I even, like, there's no manual for this thing. There ain't no step-by-step -step instructions on how to make it as an artist. No matter what kind of artist you are, there ain't no instruction manual. 
You got to figure this thing out on your own. Everybody's journey is different. This lifestyle is uncertain. And it's scary and it's frustrating. And it's fun. And it's beautiful. And it drives you crazy at times. For me, the struggling artist lifestyle looks like me going to a nine to five job every day, doing something I don't actually want to do, but I got to pay the bills so I can continue to pursue the art that I'm pursuing. For me, the struggling life, the struggling artist lifestyle looks like taking the bus instead of driving my car out from Portland, Oregon. For context, I live in Los Angeles. Left my car in Portland. Long story short, just trying to save money at this point. So I'm taking the bus. Taking the train. Taking Ubers, taking lifts. For me, the struggling artist lifestyle looks like looks like not eating everything I want to eat. Picking and choosing what's gonna be Food for the day. Counting them dollars. Trying to make sure that I have enough money to be able to invest into my craft. It's a lifestyle for me where I live with a bunch of roommates. All these things I'm describing, sacrificing to get to where I'm trying to go. As an artist, it's difficult, y'all. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's a sacrifice. But we do it because we love it. We do it because it's who we are. Because we can see a brighter future. Because we got some hope. We got hope. We got God. We got love for this thing, man.
we can see a light at the end of the tunnel. I guess that's how I would kind of describe the struggling artist lifestyle. I kind of want to pivot a little bit. Because for me and you, well, before I get into that, just to give the listeners a little context of who we are, if you didn't already know, um, yeah. My name is Brenton. I currently live in Los Angeles, California. I'm I'm uh, I'm from Portland, Oregon, and I moved out to to Los Angeles to pursue acting. Kind of shifting my focus now to to this podcast, um, and really trying to um, develop. Develop gumbo, uh, develop gumbo sushi. Um, but I still love acting, and I, I still, I still uh, plan on pursuing it, just not in the traditional route that I was. So, uh, that's a little, that's a li- just a, a, a small little background on me um, as an artist. Um, Pre, can you can you give the people just a little little backstory on who you are? Because we're talking about being a struggling artist and everything. What what kind of art do we do? You know, what kind of artists are we? So, oh god, this is problematic. Pre uh, <laughs> pre Senegal, originally born and raised in Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, but I am now out here in L.A., uh, North Hollywood to be exact. And um, woo. I think I've done everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done everything. Um, painting, mixed media, sculpting, uh, set design. Uh, if you like things that light up and you want them to hang from your ceiling, contact me. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I'm also an, uh, an author. Um currently getting into the comic book world so uh we'll see where that takes us hey <laughs> let's go let's go <clears throat> all right i want to um i want to talk about the conventional versus the unconventional route now let me define the two uh, unconventional route that would be the struggling artist route. Um, we've already we've already explained that, but the conventional route is the is is the is the more traditional route. It's the you get the degree or degrees, and maybe you get an internship, then you get a job, then you get promoted. And you climb the ranks. You have a career in that way, in the traditional way. Um, and that's that's a beautiful thing. That's amazing. Um, the conventional route isn't for everyone. Uh, as you can see by me and Pre. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a great route to go. 
it's it's definitely more safe. It's definitely more safe, um, which is which is amazing. But then you have the unconventional route. It's a little, it's a little less safe. <laughs> there's there's no step by step as I was explaining, and you really just kind of have to figure it out. And it does. It's basically like who knows how long it's gonna take. It could be a one year journey to 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 reaching success, or it could be a one hundred year journey to success. It's so uncertain, so unknown. It's just whenever it happens, it happens. So, pre, what would you say are the positives and negatives? Of living an unconventional lifestyle. The positives and negatives. What do you want? What do you want me to put out there first? <laughs> let, let's let's t- let's start off with the positives. Like, what's 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 good about this struggling artist lifestyle? Like, what's the positive aspect? because so, it's not all bad. No, 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 no. So okay. So the positives are. Um, Like, you're not, like, I don't feel compressed and stuck within doing things that would make me be okay, but I'm not doing anything that I, um, that makes me feel fulfilled. Mm. Anything that I truly love. Um, Like, so, you know, when I'm working uh, on, on pieces, like for me, like I don't work it as a nine to five. Like I work it as a nine to nine. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like nine AM to nine PM. And that's just like a time frame that I'm giving you. But literally like sometimes I'm still up at eleven. Or 1 a.m. Yeah. still writing. And I could start work for myself as soon as I open my eyes in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm exhausted. Like, by the time I'm going to bed. But, like, I'm so happy. You know what I mean? And that's a positive. Like, you can literally bust your your butt for yourself for 24 hours or whatever it is. Um, and it's hard. And it's uncertain. And... Like, who, like, at, at, at 11 o'clock a.m., I'm like, oh, this is so good. Like, this is going to go somewhere. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And then, like, at 3 o'clock p.m., you're like, oh, like, I'm on fire. Like, I've been really working, like, busting my butt, like, all day. You know, 7 o'clock p.m., you're like, oh, I'm gone. I need a snack now, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I need a, I need a snack, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then, like, 9 p.m. creaks in, and it's like... Is this even good? You know what I mean? But then, you know, it's because you've been working hard so so long all right, day. Right. You know, the, all those emotions and all that drive. And it's like if you, if you don't give yourself a break. So it that, that can almost sound like a, a negative. But really, it's a positive because even though you have those emotions, because you've been working so hard for yourself for so long, like, 
by the time you do get that rest or when you start over in the morning and you're refreshed after some good sleep, you're like, man, like it's building. It's, it, it is those, it's those bricks. You know what I mean? It, it is those steps that sometimes we, it's like, man, I don't, I don't count that because I'm not finished. You can't do that. You know what I mean? It's like those stepping stones and it's, it feels so good. Like it feels so re- rewarding. And I feel like that's how it's going to be once you know, everything is completed. It's, it's the positive. It's the reward of feeling good and knowing that you've done something great and you've spent like most of your time doing something that's going to build your life. You're putting into your cup because I feel like, we spend a lot of time pouring into other people and it's okay. Like when it's love and family and all that great stuff and you're pouring in like, Oh, that's all great. But like we spend so much time at like jobs and shout out to everybody who's working jobs. So like, (laughs) like, you know, okay. Like we've done it. We've, a, a lot of us have done it, especially like us artists. Um, but if you're, if you're not artsy, um, that it's more understandable, but when you are that artist and you're pouring in to so many other cups at the end of the night and at the end of the week, like you go home and like, there's nothing left in your cup and you keep going out and you keep pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. And my thing is how do you even pour from a dry cup Whoa. at some point is what I, is what I be trying to understand, you know, I be Speak trying to understand it. that. <laughs> For real. You know what I'm saying? So, um, ultimately I think what I've been trying to say is, uh, is that, you know, it's a poor and sometimes it's a long, long, long pour. Like it's a slow mo pour, but you are, you are pouring into your cup and it's going to get filled up one day, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like it takes time. It's just like, oh dang, I've been doing all that, and that's just a sip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't even get a shot. It was just a sip, right? But then eventually, like your cup, you're gonna be able to be hydrated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause like right now is dehydration mode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like right now you might be taking sips and then you're going to get the shot. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then your cup is going to be filled. So that's, 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 that's the, the focal point for me is, is filling that cup of mine. So I can be hydrated. That's a positive. And and that's what that route, um, where are we? The unconventional versus the, the conventional. unconventional is my cup will be able to help me to be hydrated. Mm. And it's taking long. It's it sips. It sips and all that. I'm not I'm not hydrated yet, right? But my cup is going to be able to, you know what I mean? It's going to be re- rewarding. Um, it just takes time. 
That was beautiful. Yeah, so I guess the negative, uh, the negative would clearly be the opposite <laughs> of that. I don't, you know, what else, what else could you say? It would be the, it would be the opposite of that. Um, you know, going that other route, it just, like, I remember being an art teacher um, at many different schools in uh, Texas. And I just remember, you know, like inspiring these young lives um, on a daily basis. Um, but, you know, those, those teenagers, boy, like, they come with some stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's a lot of discipline. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of energy. Like, you think that you're about to go in there and be, like, a little cute art teacher. I'm going to teach you how to paint today. You know, <laughs> no, ma'am and no, sir. Like, you're cleaning up water spills. They're running all over the place. Um, paint's flying everywhere. And it could seem fun for a moment. But uh, <laughs> it's so much more that goes into teaching. Like, you're a parent. You're a counselor. You're a drill sergeant. Like, you're a therapist. Um, like, it's, it's, a, it's a lot that goes into teaching and I just remember everybody being like, man, like, that must be so cool that you're artsy. Like, you really, you done worked your way up. Like, you've done all these little things over the years after graduating from Grambling. And, like, it's dope to see you. And I would just be like, thank you. Like, I think, thanks. <laughs> you know? Because, like, I would go home so drained. Um, I'd get home at four. From my job, uh, I would get there at like seven something. Get home at four. From four, I'd get home just, you know, and just hit the bed. Like literally hitting the sheets were the the most fun. It was the most fun thing to do. (laughs) Like I'd get home at four, sleep until eight, get up at ten, feed myself, take a shower, and guess what I would do after that? I get back in the bed. Yeah. And get ready for the next day. To do it all over again. To do it all over again. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm not talking about for people that aren't like, like artists. And I get that work can be hard too for artists. I mean, for people that are not artists, but like when you're an artist and you're living like that lifestyle where like, okay, well, like I have this big time stable like fire job that can like pay all my bills and stuff like that but you like all all the energy that I was taking from myself to put into those schools I couldn't even maintain I couldn't even maintain my own life to be honest you know what I mean like it was hard I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't have a social life like, I couldn't maintain a social life. I'm already kind of um, more on the introverted side. But even if I tried, <laughs> mm-hmm. even when I tried to maintain a social life, um, like, I I couldn't, you know. Um, so going the conventional route and working like a perfect nine to five and you know, all these other things, like, to get you there, it's so consuming, you know, it's, it's so consuming, and I feel like 
people with a gift, um, people with artistic gifts. We need all of those things that are, we need that energy and we need that space to be able to put into our craft. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it just, I just feel like it could suck the, it could suck the life out of you. <laughs> yeah. You know, going that, you know, yeah, like your all your bills will be paid. Food will be on the table. Your lights will be on. I got enough money to buy an extra shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, an extra pair of shoes. Um, I got gas money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like, I have so much, but... I don't have me. Wow. Yeah. Conventionally. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I feel you. There was something you said that that really stuck out to me. It was one of the first things you said, and I want to piggyback off that when I talk about the positives of the unconventional lifestyle, which is fulfillment. It may take a long time to to reach the success, but while embarking on this unconventional lifestyle, we're building something that will ultimately contribute to our fulfillment. It won't just be for the check, for the bag. Mm-hmm. You know, it won't, it won't just be for the money. It'll be something that will be fulfilling. And uh, I want to clarify something. The conventional lifestyle, the regular nine to five, it can be fulfilling. It can be very fulfilling. Very, very fulfilling. But I feel like there's two different ways to go about the conventional lifestyle. I feel like some people go the conventional lifestyle because they don't want to take that risk. Like they really want to be doing something a little more you know, maybe art, maybe on the art side or maybe just something a little more, um, a little more risky, but they, they don't want to take that risk. They want, they want all the benefits that come with the, the conventional lifestyle. And that's totally fine. That's, that's great. But then I think there's also um, the people who go the conventional route because that's what they genuinely find fulfillment in. Yes. They they genuinely f- feel fulfilled when they're going to their regular nine to five job, when they're climbing the corporate ladder, uh, whatever space they're in, they feel like they're doing what they want to do, what they need to do. They're, they're helping people. They're inspiring people. So 
please don't don't get us wrong. We ain't we ain't talking negatively about the conventional route. And that's why I kept throwing. That's why I kept throwing that out there that, you know, it's like person by person thing here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all depends on the individual and what they want to do. So um there's no there's no right way, there's no better way. It's all personal. Mm. It's an individual journey. We're just talking from our perspectives right now. So that's it. Um, But as far as, yeah, just continuing along with what I was saying, as far as the positives with the unconventional lifestyle, I would say, yeah, fulfillment, you know, um, knowing that, knowing I have this artistic burden inside of me and this love and this passion for art, like, I got to do it. I have to do it. I will not feel fulfilled if I don't do it. Uh, It's just who I am. So I know that it's taking a long time to reach the success, but along the way, I know I'm building and building and building. And one day I'm going to be able to see a return on my investment. So um, I think just knowing that I'm doing something that um, is ultimately fulfilling and ultimately, I feel like I'm pursuing my purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a huge positive for me. As far as the negatives. Um, I've already kind of spoken about those, but I would say, I don't know, you said so many good things. I'm going to piggyback off uh, something else you said, which was feeling drained after you were coming home from your nine to five job and not being able to invest into your, your love for art, your passion, because you were pouring from an empty cup. You didn't have no more left to give. Um, sorry if I'm, you know, paraphrasing a little bit, but for me, yeah, like I would like, particularly when, uh, not so much with my current nine to five, but with my previous nine to five as a front desk agent at a, at a hotel, I was pouring from an empty cup. I, I would go to work every day, pour myself out to, to 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 all the guests at the hotel and all of the 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 duties that came with being a front desk agent um it's, it's so much just being in the front and communication and customer service and um for any of y'all who have ever been a front desk agent at a hotel y'all know what I'm talking about all right y'all know that thing draining um so you know after getting off work you know taking a a long a bus commute back home like I, I'm tired man like I, I don't have like that I don't have anything else to give to my art it was like man I, like I'm this artistic person but I just want to go to sleep even on my weekends I just want to rest you know like just to recharge for the week work because I, I, I was working full-time as a friend desk agent so it was it was very it was very, very difficult to even get myself in the frame of mind to be artistic. 
So, uh, but that comes with the unconventional lifestyle. It's finding that balance of pursuing your art and surviving. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult balancing act. If you put a little too much to your art, you ain't going to survive. If you put a little too much into your survival, you ain't going to have enough for your art. You got to balance it. It has to be something that's fine-tuned so you can elevate. Yeah, that's all I got on that. Unconventional versus conventional. (sighs) Pre, um... Does your unconventional lifestyle ever make you feel like an outcast? Because it does for me. Sometimes I be feeling like I'm the only one, even though I know I'm not the only one. There's a lot. There's a lot of people out there doing it. But you know, when you're when you're pursuing it, uh, well, when I'm pursuing it, sometimes it's like, man. At least as far as like your, at least as far as my immediate circle, sometimes it's just like. or the just the environment that I'm in, my just just me and 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 what I'm going through. Sometimes I just feel like, yo, does anybody understand? Like, does, does anybody understand? Like, does anybody get what I'm going through? Like, the the, I just feel like I'm on my own. Like, just out here, out at sea, floating in the in the water. Just like, is hello, 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 hello. Like what's what's going on? Is it is there anybody who gets this? Um do you ever feel like an outcast as a as an artist? Mm. <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah. I mean probably for most of my adult life. I've felt that way. Um, Mm. (laughs) And I think it wasn't up until like recently, I mean like super recently, like within these last few years where like I finally got my mom to understand like who I was. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just this past year? Like within these, within the last few years. like. Like within the last few years, yeah, um, and it it feels like a relief because I feel like really like you don't have to explain to everybody how you're gonna operate your system. You know what I'm saying? Because we all have a system that we're gonna run on in life, um, and it's not. There's so many similar stories, but we're also um, unique. In so many ways, like I don't have to do my life like yours. I don't have to do my life like this person and that woman and that man and that. You know what I mean? Like we're all built different from the inside out. And I feel like... Our, our world, our world really, it needs to suit who who we are. You know what I mean? It needs to suit what we can handle. 
it needs to suit what would make us happy. And I like in a sense it would almost I guess that could sound selfish a little bit, but like we have to live with us. You know what I mean? Like I have to wake up as me every day. So I do want a life that's gonna I, I wanna oh you know what I mean? <laughs> like you wanna be happy with where you are and who you are in the life that you have chosen. You know, you want something that's going to sustain you and be okay for you. And I don't think it's a bad thing to want to feel like I want to build a safe space around myself. And it might not be how you did it. You is not anybody in particular. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can be everyone. You know, um... So, yeah, and, uh, you know, when I say my mom, it's because, like, that's that's been the closest person in my life for a million years. And <laughs> I think, like, we've had so many discussions within the last few months, within the last year, within these last two years. And I feel like, you know, as her, her art, young artistic daughter, I feel like her eyes are, like, now they've opened up to me um, more than ever and she said something to me the other day but it was just so beautiful and I'm like oh my god like like she gets me like you know like and it was it was so beautiful and so refreshing because you're you're not gonna get that from the world yeah unless you blow up and now they're like oh hey you know you know that's amazing what you're doing you know, but other than that, you know, people will talk, people will be like, oh, why is she doing that? You know what I mean? <laughs> or why is he over? Who does he think he's over there doing this and that? You know what I mean? Like, and not all the time. Sometimes we think people are talking and they're really not. Um, but then sometimes they are. And it, it, could, it could hurt us, um, especially when we're artists and we're really delicate about how we want to pursue things. Um in our lives so I've definitely felt like an an outcast and I think I think that's it might be one of the reasons why I'm more introverted it's because like you know I'm gonna do this thing and I'm gonna do it and it's gonna be how I want to do it you know what I mean and I can't carry the burden of the world and I can't carry the burden of everybody in everybody's comments and you know at the end of the day you have to do what because guess what everybody's gonna do what suits them right you know what i mean um so yes i've definitely had those moments of feeling like an outcast um oh and it's it's funny because i mentioned my mom and i feel like while my mom came onto this journey of like understanding more so of who i am like i have i've like Ooh, the the internet can be like a scary place but like you know there's youtube and like so many different things where you can research and like it's really more people out there like you than not yeah so when you're like oh well i want a gig and i want to work multiple artistic jobs which is where like i've been for the last few years i feel like i've been in gigging mode which some gigs are amazing some gigs will pay me nine hundred dollars just for work to work for a week some gigs will pay me seven hundred to make a a beautiful 
you know, mural or whatever it is, you know. And, um, you know, some people are like, man, I can't, I can't do nine to five. I want to be a gigger or I want to, um, I want to do this type of job or I want to do ride share because it allows me to work for a few hours and then go home and I can focus on sculpting or music or I'm in a band, you know, like it's so it like you can just Google it and go on YouTube. There's people that look like you that are in the same situation as you. Yeah. There's people that look nothing like you. They're not even from your country. And they are so much like you. Mm-hmm. Their route is similar to, they're not you, but their route is similar to yours. And um, that's one beautiful thing that I feel like I've found within, you know, like you literally could just click on YouTube and be like, you're me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm okay. Like, I'm not that strange. Why do y'all try to make me feel like I'm that strange? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Matter of fact, you know what? I am. And you are too. You you got your own strange. <laughs> right, right, you're, right. You are your own. You are outcast to somebody too. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, um, definitely. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> That's okay because, um, you know, at the, at the end of it, um, We are who we are, unless we're faking it. Word up. (laughs) (laughs) We are who we are, unless we're faking it. And I'm going to continue to to do my thing, uh, feeling like whether if somebody thinks, you know, I'm indifferent or or not. It's a it's a long it's a long journey. And um gonna be so many people with opinions it's gonna be friends it's gonna be family um it's gonna be strangers you know that might feel like you know you're some type of outcast and um sometimes you will feel the way that they feel Cause she's like, okay, so why couldn't I have just stuck with this major when I changed it? You know, that one time I changed that major, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I probably should have just stuck with, with that. You know what I mean? Cause that would have had me making like those, them big dollars, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then like, I'm coming back home every night crying because I'm working in a hospital and like, I, I didn't want to work in a hospital. I was just testing it out. Really, and then I realized, oh, like, I didn't, that major was not for me, you know? Mm. That'll definitely make you feel like you're, it, it messes with your mind a little bit. Okay, like, when, when I switched my major twice, like, should I have went, I could have been like this person or that person, and everything could have been cool, and why can't I just be normal? Yeah. Oh, Lord, I've had a few times, like. But then I'm like, okay, well, what's the fun in that? You know what I mean? Like, what's the fun in that? What's the fun in in, in being perfectly normal? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, the artistic world is, it's so much, it's so much color. 
you know it's so many different things it's so many different routes it's so many different ways you can um do art through your voice through your hands through your heart um yeah yeah i feel you i feel you um And I love what you said. Like, there's there's so many people out there who are going through the same things we are. Sometimes we just got to research. Like, go on YouTube. Be like, hey, type in a keyword or something. You, they'll pop up. <laughs> they'll pop up. And you'll find somebody to be able to relate to. Somebody who, you know, can pump you up. Someone who can encourage you out there. Who's going through the exact same thing you're going through. Yeah. Um, so I, I love how you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it wasn't supposed to just be me. Meaning, a couple of my friends were supposed to move out here with me. Um, did I tell you that? Uh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I told you that. So, uh, I ain't going to name no names, but y'all know who y'all is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but a couple of my friends yeah we had talked about moving out to LA together and um, you know not necessarily at the same time but we, we was all talking about there was like me and a couple others we was talking about moving out to LA and I was like alright y'all I'm going I'm going I'm out there I'm moving out and I moved out I'm here and you know who ain't here What's the names? I ain't going to name no <laughs> names. I ain't going to name no names. <laughs> they know who they is. Say the names. Say the names. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, six plus years later and they still ain't here. And um, for, totally, for totally understandable reasons, I ain't mad at them. We're still very close to this day. Um, but uh, I just say that to say, Man, I, I moved out here alone. I moved into a place with roommates, but I didn't know them. Thankfully, it worked out. You know, thankfully, it was a safe place to be. But I moved out here. I, I moved out here alone. And that in itself, I started off feeling like an outcast, you know, mm-hmm. like trying to figure my way out here, you know, trying to. Trying to get acclimated, you know, not knowing nobody out here. So it was like, it started off feeling like an outcast. Yeah, I don't know how you did it for six years. <laughs> this one year is tough. <laughs> <laughs> tough. Salute, salute to you. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 was, it was definitely tough first moving out here. Um, you know, as the time goes by. Or as the time went by, definitely, you know, met some people and made made some friends in L.A. I will say. I haven't made a lot of friends in L.A. And. It's intentional, meaning. Friends are expensive, y'all. 
let let me let me explain. Please. All right. So when you have friends, you have to nurture those relationships, right? If you don't nurture them, they're gonna die. The friendships will die. So you have to nurture them. Well, what do you mean by that? How, how do you nurture them? Well, you guys have to hang out together and have experiences together. Okay, well, how do you do that? Well, you, you, you go out and you do stuff. And you know what that means? That means you spending money. That means you got to pay for sushi. <laughs> that means you got to pay for ice cream. <laughs> you got to spend that money. In order to have experiences to continue to nurture your friendships. And I ain't got no money. All right. So I've intentionally kept my L.A. circle small. So. You know, I feel like the 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 effect of that, one of the effects is feeling like an outcast, you know. You know, when you're not going out all the time. Wait, hold on. You want to go out all the time? Maybe not all the time. I'm 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 an introvert, but uh, <laughs> I'm an introvert with extrovert <laughs> tendencies. But uh, I would like to go do more things, you know, explore L.A. more. I've seen some I've seen a lot of L.A., but I would love to explore more of L.A. I would like to go out more and enjoy my city more. But my city, hmm, I don't mm -hmm. my city. look at that. Uh, yeah, L.A. boy, y'all. I, I don't know how I felt about saying that <laughs> my city. I claim Portland, Oregon. I live in LA, but I, I claim Can Portland. I take a picture of this moment. I claim Portland. <laughs> huh? That that was interesting. But I want to explore LA more. I want to explore LA more. I want to um, I want to have some more fun. But that's where that struggling artist lifestyle comes back, and the sacrifice and budgeting your money and all that. So yeah, I feel like no. I really love that note. That you're on while you're on it. What you mean? You know, because I feel like people think that, you know, this was one of the hardest things for me when I moved here to L.A. It's like people think that you're like in this, I don't know, this condo or this, this beautiful luxury apartment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like because yeah. they hear L.A. and they're right. like, oh, oh, so. Is that what you're doing? You know what I mean? And they automatically think that you're just like blowing in the wind and the sunroof is down and your hair is flying. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you're, and you're touching the stars every night and just like living it up. And I just had to like, re I had to remind people, I feel like over and over again, like, what's the word? Um, Like I'm a, I'm a transplant. Is, yeah. is that the right word I'm using? I believe so. Like, I, first of all, it's scary. Like, I moved here, and it's scary. Everything is big. <laughs> yes, it is. 
Like, you hear me? Like, everything is big. I remember we talked about this recently when I was heading to your job when I first moved here. Um, and I got on the highway for the first time. And I was sh- basically shuddering, like shivering, scared mm. on the way to your job, going towards Beverly Hills. And it was a nightmare to think about what was like up ahead. But like I did it. But people think that like you moved to L.A. and you're like, oh, she's out there and she's rolling and she got money now. And like they, they think it's like some big dream fantasy. They romanticize. Right. Yes. The idea when somebody takes takes that big leap of faith, which is what I feel like I did. Yeah. But they romanticize it. Meanwhile. I'm a normal human being, like, as a transplant, like, discovering, like, stepping my foot into L.A. for the first time in 20 years. I hadn't been here since I was a girl. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, it was, it was literally step, step by step. Emotion by emotion, like growth by growth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't some big, perfect fantasy where you land in the city of angels and all of a sudden you Beyonce. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, right. No. No, no. It's like you said earlier, like it can take a month. It could take six months. It could take a year. It could take three. So just while you were on that point of, you know, saying like, hey, I can't even do this. You know, it's like I was only here for a month and people were like going crazy. And I I was just like, you know what? I got to shut off everything. I got to shut off everything because y'all already think it's something that is not when I have to literally work so hard, busting my butt every single day. You know, there's people that have been in L.A. for multiple years. Same as you, like other artists and stuff that have been working up for millions of years already while they've been here. And they looking at me like, OK, well, you think, you know, you just got here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like you, bro, you just got here. You know, and you really have to work through a lot of things and take it slow. And it's been, what, 10 months for me at this point. And I'm feeling like you are feeling. There's so much that I would want to see. and So much that I would want to do. And, like, I just pray that people stop romanticizing and really dig deep and, you know, stop looking at things a certain type of way, like, when you make that jump like that, you're not all of a sudden. And don't ask me too many questions. I'm trying here. You know what yeah, I mean? It's a grind. Yeah. Like it's a grind. There's times that I really did want to see some palm trees. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Man. So sorry. I oh no, you good. I, I had to, while you were on yeah, it, yeah, I had yeah. to I had to speak on those on those emotions. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, man, I love LA, man. It's so beautiful out here. It's so beautiful out here. I want to see everything. I just can't see everything yet. It's not time, you know. I'm building up to it. One day I'll be able to do it, you know, carefree and really be able to just enjoy without all the pressures of the grind. Um, uh -huh. And next time we go by the, the Bel Air house, maybe maybe we'll be able to see it better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, just kind of to wrap up the uh, outcast discussion yeah it's it's tough um you kind of get lost in your thoughts sometimes um you feel you feel like you're on your own um because you ain't you ain't around your people you know you ain't around all your people and there's a lot of times you just have to you got to fight through it you got to dig deep inside yourself you got to pray and you got to find that strength to keep moving forward, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you said something earlier, which kind of, basically you kind of answered this question earlier, but I want to ex expound on it. You said that and I don't know if these were current feelings or past feelings, but you said that you had had feelings of, or even curiosity of, hmm, should I pursue the medical field instead of going the artistic route? So I just want to go ahead and ask you, um, are you ever, were you ever, Tempted to leave this struggling artist lifestyle and go a more conventional route? Oh, that that was that was ways ago. Um, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Matter of fact, that was before I met you. Okay. So um, that means they would have had to be in two thousand nine or two thousand ten. Okay. So before I met you, um, I like initially when I got into college, um, <laughs> I came in as an an arts major, but it was more centered to around um, theatrical, uh, especially because I love music so much. I still love music to this day. Um, I love creating beats online. I have been doing it since. Um, I graduated from Grambling State, December 2014. Hey. So, um, but before Grambling, <laughs> I did go to this um, a school where, um, well, backtrack a little bit. I entered college. It was more of like a, a theatrical major. So I was in the arts. I was taking theater and all this other stuff because I love performance. I love music. Um, it's still a part of my artistry today. But then I, my confidence, my confidence wasn't where I feel like I needed it to be. You know what I mean? Like if I was who I was now within a craft, I, I could have 
succeeded back then. Mm. I could have succeeded sooner. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the confidence um, wasn't completely there. Not, you know, it's the, all the self-doubt. And all. And of course, we still have those some of those things every now and then. But I mean, like at, at that point, it was it was major. Um, you know, like visually, I was just like, okay, well, who's going to want to see me or can I really, you know, like all of those negative, like talks and stuff like it's right. like talking yourself down. Yeah. And even though I, I loved the things that I did, I was not confident enough to go through with it at the moment when it came to college. Um, so, uh, throughout my youth, I suffered with things like allergies. Like I remember sleeping with a breathing machine. Um, I struck, I had sick allergy shots for years to help me stay well, um, from like six to 16. Um, and I was like, okay, well, if I'm not doing anything that's like artsy related, maybe I can like help people that suffered like me. Um, that's what I wanted to do. I kind of wanted to be one of those people that helped me when I was a little girl. And they'd come in and then give my medicine or my shots or whatever it is. And then I can feel better for the week until I have to come back again the next week. So I was like, okay, maybe I can do that. Because it's something that I knew. Like, I grew up around that. Um, but boy, like, when I got into, like, <laughs> the hospitals and when I got into, like, my observations, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like it was so bad that like I would be crying in class what? and my I was about to say my doctor but my teacher she was a doctor I think um she would look at me and she'd be like baby she was you're gonna have to drop this class Dang. <laughs> she's like you're gonna have to drop this class like, you know what you're right I, you know what you're right thank you for everything but you're right. Um, yeah, it was spooky to me. Like the hospital, like God bless the people that work in the hospital. Um, they've saved so many lives. They do so many amazing things for people. Um, and I pray that if I'm ever in the hospital at any point in my life, those people will still be wonderful and they'll take care of me the same way that I saw people taking care of one another when I was in the hospital for doing my observations. But baby, <laughs> baby, <laughs> look, child, look, you know, it's not for everybody. You know, um, I would say it's not for the weak, but I am not weak. Um, but it's just not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. Um, it was unfortunate because I did feel like, okay, well, it's another little failure. And this was just like at the beginning, like I was so young at the time, man, the years have flown by, <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of sad. I was like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta go back home now. And I really have to figure this thing out, man. Like I really got to figure this thing out. And I did some research and it's like, I kind of wanted to like, get away from home, but not go too far away from home. So I did some research and I, I, I you know, I, I came into some information about Grambling State. And the most beautiful thing about Grambling State University is 
I went into be like an art major and my love for art, even though I, I stopped being a theatrical major, my love for art kept growing and kept expanding. I would do like paintings and stuff. And I was always making something for somebody. It's so funny. My nanny sent me a sculpture of a, a arm, like a strong arm that I made from her for years ago. So I sculpted her like a, a arm that um, is posing as a, like a muscle. Yeah. And I spray painted it gold. And then I wrote her a note about her strength and her perseverance because Aww. I admire her so much. And she sent me a picture of it. And I was like, I've seen that somewhere. But um, <laughs> she sent me a picture of it a few days ago. And um, I was like, you still have that? And she was like, yeah, I just hung up in my new house. Like, that's over 10 plus years ago. Wow. Like, maybe 15 years ago I made her that. Um, but you see, like, I was still crafting. Even though I wasn't within major, I was still crafting. I still uh, love doing mixed media and um, different, really cool different art things. And so, um, you know, when my, when my dad was here, he he was an architect. Um, so I think that's where I got some of my passion and, uh, my artistic abilities from he kind of passed that down to me. So whether if I was in major or not, you know what I mean? Like it, it was a part of who I, I who I was. Um, right. so the wonderful thing about Grambling was, is that when I went in to find my major, they just created a program where visual and performing arts were smashed together. It basically combined. So my major just wasn't visual arts where I was painting. And it wasn't just theater where I'm learning how to do stagecraft and I'm building the stage or I'm writing scripts or I'm uh, uh, doing performances, pieces for class, speech classes and stuff like that. Like it, it with literally everything combined. So the major wasn't just this and it wasn't just that. It was it was almost like a double major, but like a little less than a double major. So basically, Grambling State University gave me everything that I needed. So now that I was going more for the visual parts of arts, because I like crafting and I like sculpting, I like painting. I wanted to maybe be an art therapist, you know, one day I went in for that. But I went in on the perfect time in which they changed it to where even though I tried to leave. That theatrical stuff back in the past, mm -hmm. it still ended up being, um, it's, it, yeah, child, like, if you try to walk away from something and it's yours. Mm. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can try, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, that, that was a moment, though, in the beginning, like I told you about, it was a moment where I didn't have the courage I didn't have the confidence. Um, and I'm not going to say, like, everything, like, has been perfect. You know, you, you, like, you get that decree, you know. And like everybody else, uh, us art majors, we don't care what people think about, like, oh, you can't do nothing with that. We think like everybody else. We're going to get a job. Like, we're going to get somebody's job. It's going to take us, like, somewhere. I don't care if I'm working at a museum. I don't care if I'm a teacher. I don't care if I'm this. I don't care. Like, this degree is going to get me something, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I went out there, and it's been a lot of moments. Um, it's been a lot of good moments. Let's put, let's put this out there first, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I'm so thankful to have had blossomed into the artist that I feel like I was created to be. Um, who we gonna get? We gonna touch more on that on another pod. Okay. But because <laughs> that's not the that's like dot dot dot, you know. Okay. Um. But what I've done so far, I feel like within art, I feel like I'm I'm highly blessed to have blossomed. Um, I've created some things that like I could I couldn't have seen like when I was just like a kid, like when I was just a girl. You know, and I was doing stupid stuff as a kid. Like, you know, at one time I told you, me and my cousin was trying to build a car in the closet. Like, why do I think that that car was actually going to drive somewhere? You know what I mean? But that's how, like, artsy my mind was, you yeah. know. Um, and the things that I'm creating or I've been creating over the years have been really beautiful and really cool. And it's been really fun to get into these places. Um it's really euphoric and um, places that can change people people's lives. You know, my hands have have touched those spaces. Um, so it's it's really truly been an honor. You know, um, the gigs have been an honor, um, but you definitely have like those down moments. It's like those up moments, right? Where you're like, ah. <laughs> Hey. You know what I mean? Like you hit that note, girl. The light. I'm just saying, like the light is blasting and shining on you from down from heaven. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, but that's just how life is. Like it's moments, it's like it's waves. And like as an artist, you don't want to feel no waves, to be honest. Like sometimes you don't really want to feel the waves. You know? <laughs> so it's like you you go up, you have those great moments, and then like it's those those down moments. They can really get you. They literally, it's like it's it's an attack, <laughs> like it's it's an attack on your whole entire existence. Like I feel like, um, it, those down moments can really feel like you're being destroyed. And it'll have you reprocessing everything in your brain. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, what did I do? You know, like, rethink the whole thing. Like, who am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Who, who am I? And then I look in the mirror, who are you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, But I don't think I could ever do it. Do what? Like, I don't think I could ever leave. Oh. Like, I don't think I could ever stop trying. Mm. I yeah. think I've given it some thought. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I Like, I've, I've really sat down with myself. Yeah. Probably not to the full extent. I'm going to do it again. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know... I've sat down with myself and trying to imagine my life to the fullest extent of like, okay, so, you know, like if I'm not working on this, the gift 
you know, what exactly am I going to be pursuing? You know what I mean? And that's, that's a, that, that right there is a battle within itself. It's not even the gift. <laughs> that right there is an entity. It's a whole world within itself. Yeah. And it'll literally like break you down. Yeah. I know that. I know that world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like, you got to come out of it and still do stuff. Like you still got to like get up yeah, and work. Like you got to get back to it. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm not defeated momentarily. And I'm going to try to keep it that way. Um, because I just feel like when you're called, then you're called. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're right. So what is your life if you don't follow your calling? I hope I, I, hope I answered you. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> you certainly answered it. You certainly answered it. Uh, the question was, are you ever tempted to leave the struggling oh, artist oh, lifestyle oh, okay. and go a more conventional route? Um, so you certainly answered that for me. Um, and thank you for that response. That was, that, was, uh, that was an amazing response. So I really appreciate you sharing all of that. Um, you know, for me, uh, I didn't go to college for art. Actually, I majored in social work with the intention uh, with the intention of becoming a marriage and family counselor and still might do it sometime in the future. Right. But I discovered a love for for acting in college and through through my uh, through my experience acting in, in the plays on campus. And I just fell in love and I was like, this is, this is, this is what I want to do. I love this thing. I love this acting thing. And I think, I think I underestimated how difficult the journey was going to be. So yeah, I've had my moments, man. I've had my moments throughout the years where I was like, did I make the right decision? I got this degree, and I ain't even using it. What's up with that? And... I don't know. It's, it's it's tough because it makes me think of plan B. You had said plan B earlier in our conversation. And I don't really remember what you were saying it in reference to. But for me, 
like pursuing art, it was like there's there's no plan B. But at the same time, at least I had my degree. So I guess maybe in a way I had a plan B, but I wasn't like focused on it. Like I was totally focused on acting. So I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with a plan B. But I do also think it's dangerous to have a plan B. Because sometimes that means you don't focus 100% on plan A. You got to get plan A all you got if you're going to make it happen. Um, but anyways, yeah, throughout the years, I, I've wondered, like, did I make the right decision? Like, should I be should I be putting my degree to use? Um, is it is it time to go be a marriage or family counselor? Like, I've I've had I've had those thoughts. Not all the time. Not not very frequently at all. But every now and then they you know they creep into my head, and I wonder. And I will say, somewhat recently, I came to a realization. And that realization was, yo, I'm too far in it to go back now. (laughs) I have too much time invested. I'm 30 years old. Like, nah, something got to pop off, man. Something got to, I got to get some type of return on this investment, man. (laughs) Even if I do become a marriage or family counselor one day, something in this artistic field needs to work, okay? Too much time, money, effort, heartache, tears have been put into this art life. And I need some type of success. Even if it's just like a little bit. Like something. Child, something. It's the resume for me. <laughs> because like, I got mean? too many things on this resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aligned yeah. with, you know what I mean? Right. It's hard to get into it. Yeah. hard to get anything else. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's kind of that's like the 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 recent realization I came to us. So it's just like, man, I got to keep going until something works, man. I got to keep going, and um, I will say that uh, that decision isn't for everybody. Like sometimes you do you do need to do something else. So I'm not, I, I ain't advocating for just keep doing it until it works. No, sometimes you need to do something else. But for me personally, I feel like I'm pursuing purpose right now. And I do think, um, I do think I'm, I'm supposed to be going in the direction that I'm going. It's just taking a long time to, to experience the success of it, but. I do think I'm going in the right direction. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if if God is telling you to do something else, do something else. Like, you know, because you're just getting farther and farther away from what you're actually supposed to be doing. So, uh, yeah, everybody's, everybody's journey, everybody's journey is personal. It's individual. You gotta, you gotta figure out what's right for you. So with that being said, Pre. What's up? 
my final question for today's episode. The sacrifice of embarking on the struggling artist journey. Will it all be worth it? Um, going back to something I said in a previous conversation, it will be if there's no giving up. You know, um. <laughs> that's a that's a tough cookie that giving up you know it's it's a the tough it's a tough cookie oh yeah um like it'll try you literally like all day and all night like i gotta box it Mm. yeah i'm saying got my everlast gloves on (laughs) (laughs) all day and night I eat a sandwich. I got my Everlast gloves on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm like I'm literally prepared like all day and night. You in the ring. To box it up, yeah. That's what giving up like that's 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 you know. So yeah, like if it's hard like it's really tough. <laughs> it's like anything else you really want in life. Like literally it could be anything that means like so much to you. Like are you going to do what it takes to make sure that this thing is in good condition? Are you going to do what it takes to make sure that this thing that's so near and dear to you you're going to sustain it. You know what I mean? Whether if it's a, you just bought your first new beautiful car and, ooh, hold on, a leaf fell on it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you take that little rag out, you start wiping it down. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe um, there's relationships that have been broken, whether if it's friendships or, um, partnerships or whatever it is if if those people mean to you what you say they do and if the situation is healthy or you know that it's it's it it can be sustainable and you guys care about each other like you're gonna do you know you're going to do whatever you need to do to make sure that that person holds your hand through life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Eternal life. You're going to make sure while you're living, you know, you have that relationship with Christ and you're building. He's going to be disappointed on you on some days. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh. Uh, you going to scroll past them videos on YouTube that said, God is talking to you now. 
hey, <laughs> but that don't mean, you know what I mean? Like you still going at the end of the day, you still going to do what it takes to sustain it, to make sure that you're going to get to those gates. You know what I mean? Um, and like this, it like I'm saying, it's that can go for so many different things, like in life, you know. Um, and I would want to say that that's how I feel about about this. Yeah, I would want to say that it's included in those things that I have in life that are sentimental. So I don't want to give up on it. And I want to feel like it's going to be worth it in the end if I keep, if I just hold on just a little bit longer. And sometimes that longer is longer than long. Talk about it. You know? But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm with you on that. You just, you got to keep going. You cannot give up. Even when we're having those battles within ourselves, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think that it will be worth it. One day we're gonna be sitting back on the beach. Hey. Looking at the water. Enjoying the sunset. And just reflecting. Talking about how far we've come. How hard it was. And how much of a blessing it is to be where we've gotten. I don't think that as humans, I don't think that we were designed to be happy all the time. I do think that we were designed to be content in every situation or at least pursue Contentment, because even being content can be very difficult. Um, but as far as our lives, I don't, I don't think that the goal is to be happy all the time. I think that you know, I think that we will experience happiness, and that, and that we should, and that. We were designed to experience happy moments. But I think that we were designed for a purpose. And fulfilling our purpose can be very, very, very hard. We're going to face challenges and struggles. It's not going to be easy. And we're not always going to be happy. But 
if we endure, if we stay in the fight, if we stay in the, in the boxing ring, if we don't give up, we will fulfill purpose and we will feel fulfillment. I think I'm going to end it there. Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this podcast, Lord. Thank you for the episode we got to experience today. It's a blessing, Lord. Thank you for me and Pri's conversation. Lord, I ask you, please, please bless this to help someone out there, Lord. Please bless it to inspire someone. Please use it to lead somebody in the right direction, Lord. Lord, I pray for all the listeners out there. Help them with whatever they're going through, Lord Jesus. Life is tough, man. Life is tough, and we need you each and every day, each and every moment of the day, Lord. We cannot do life without you. Lord, bless us to make the right decisions. Encourage us, Lord. We need your encouragement, your divine encouragement to help us to keep going, to not give up, to stay in the fight, Lord. Lord, I pray for all of the struggling artists out there, Lord. Please remind them we ain't going to be struggling forever one day we will no longer be struggling artists one day we'll just be artists as a matter of fact we'll be thriving artists lord and we thank you for that future coming our way lord jesus lord thank you for this day Thank you for the opportunity to do this podcast. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stream Gumbo Sushi on YouTube, Spotify, Patreon, or somewhere else. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gumbo Sushi.